This, this, this is Fight Disciples. Welcome to a Fight Disciples UFC 228 Countdown Special. Right here in Dallas, Texas, baby. We are in the bowl lounge. Obviously, we're going to rack some pins down shortly. I'm obviously here with my man, MMA Jim. Jim Edwards. Jim Edwards, the full title. And uh, as you can see, Jim is rocking a far more mature hairstyle for the show today. Yeah, no, I've actually been banned from these extreme hairstyles. So th- this is a thing of the past. People are going to have to get used to a more sensible Jim Edwards. But um, yeah, anyway, I'm glad to be joining you. This is um, it's a big week here in Dallas. And uh, we, we thought we'd get in suitable surroundings to talk about what's coming up. Absolutely. And what a week it's going what to a, what a fight night it's going to be. Obviously, before we get there... The small matter of a, a way in tomorrow morning. We've been around Darren and Tyron for the last 48 hours. Um, we'll get on to Tyron's personality and how snipey he's been shortly. But Darren himself looks lean, looks mean, looks happy, comfortable. We're hearing today he's 178, just eight pounds to go. With a little more than 24 hours. It's got to be in a good place, right? Yeah, for sure. I think he'd be the most jealous person in the world if he if he could see where we are right now, having a beer and about to tuck in some uh, <laughs> some Dallas Texas barbecue. But um, yeah, no, we, we saw him earlier today at the at uh, the uh, media day, and he is looking um he's looking lean. He's looking like he's not enjoying life at the moment, but he is 178 pounds, and um that's uh you know, that is lower than he it has been for previous fights. He was telling me and. Like, I don't know. I, I think if you were there at the media day for UFC Liverpool, he looked a lot worse, I would say. Like, he Absolutely. could barely string a sentence together. He did not want to be there. Yet today, um, you know, he, he was very articulate, came up with very good answers, good, good questions, thoughtful. And it, it was just, um, he looked better, man. He looked better. Yeah, I sat down with him on Wednesday morning, morning first and foremost, for a, a BBC interview. And I've got to be honest, he was, his lips were quite dry. You know, he looked, he looked like he'd just woken up. Uh, he was quite lethargic. He warmed into the interview, you know. But when I raised that with Colin, he was like, listen, anything he does in the morning, he's kind of sl- sleepy anyway. You know, all our work is done at night. He comes alive at night. And indeed, later on on Wednesday evening, he was absolutely spot on. But today, I just thought, from the get-go with the media day today, yes, he turned up a little bit late, but you know what? That's what superstars do. They rock up late and they steal the show. That's Till, isn't it? He's always going to turn up late. I mean, yeah. I mean, fair enough. I was slightly concerned, obviously, when he was like 10 minutes late and I'm sitting there, God, come on. Like, where, where is he? Where is he? He turned up, strutted in the place. It was very funny, actually. The first thing he did before I could uh, get my first question out, he sits down in his seat, looks past me straight at Tyron Woodley, like trying to make eye contact with him. Yeah, trying to look, see what he was like. It was it was just a very interesting observation, and he said straight away. And I said, "What are you looking at?" He goes, "I'm looking at my title. Looking at my title. I'm going to take on Saturday night." So it was, um, yeah. I mean, and you need kind of some sort of like substance to you to to say something like that, to to walk in the room like you own it, and to and to and kind of make that little statement that I think he did. And it was, um, it it was a good version of Till we saw today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've been around him a long time, um, but I've never seen him. I've seen him confident before. You know, walk, going, heading into the cowboy fight, I was at the gym the week before the fight, and you know, I was around him then. And I think everybody around the whole fight knew that that was going to be Till's breakout moments, just because he was just so much bigger, so much stronger, and it, the timing just just felt perfect. Um, being around him, Wonder Boy, he, he seemed a little bit more nervous, a little bit mm. more on edge. Obviously, he had the weight issue, which ultimately came to light, but. 
this week in Texas, and especially today, you know, yes, he looks quite gaunt, quite drawn. Yes, his eyes are a little bit black on the inside, as you would expect. He, you know, he's pretty flat in the front. You can see the weight is off him. Mm. But he's there, he's switched on. You know, yeah. the, the fire is in his eyes. You know, you can see that, that mischievous look about him. And we got that when they did to head-to-head. And he just refused to look away, he refused to be the first person to be pulled away. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it is it is just a different feel to what it was earlier this year at Liverpool. I don't know what it is. Just his aura is very different. L- looking at him last night as he was walking through the hotel. Again, like, like you're saying, he's not looking <laughs> he's not looking the optimum fitness guy right now. But And he does look a bit like, you know, obviously sucked in. But yep. you know what? If someone told me now, you've got to put all your money in the world on whether he's going to make weight or not make weight. I wouldn't even think twice about it. I think no. he's hitting one seventy tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, one thing that has surprised me this week, and maybe it's because he's been inactive for thirteen months now or what, but and he's always been a prickly character. You know, I've interviewed Tyron many times. You know, and he's always been quite prickly. Uh, I once wrote a cover article. I was reminding you about it earlier, and it, it had Public Enemy Number One was the main headline on the f- cover of the magazine, which he was on, and he absolutely loved it. I think he he likes to play that. Character, he likes to feel like the world's against him, and this week he's behaved like the world against him as well, sniping at every comment we've kind of put his way. Yeah, I like, and, and the funny thing was, he was so close to being, uh, uh, I guess, the hero because he was gonna fight Colby Covington, and everyone was behind. It felt like everyone had suddenly gravitated towards him. This week, it's been back to business, business as usual, he's been nasty, um, very combative with the press especially me like yeah. and, a, and a few yeah. other UK journalists he yeah. had a pop at me yesterday in the media scrum and again like today if uh, you go watch the interview I did with him today he, he wasn't best pleased with just just um, ju- just with me I think it maybe because I'm British or whatever but um, yeah it's just been a very uh, I would say irritated Tyron Woodley this week and I don't know what really what that means yeah me too yeah I don't know whether that means he's got the nasty streak and we're going to see the best out of him or you know it, He's been doing unusual things as well. Like, you know, he's wrapped up in his, in his training gear. He's obviously got many layers on. Mm. And he's jogging around the hotel foyer. It's he's really doing, odd. He's doing shuttle runs around the balcony where the rooms are. A very strange behavior when there's a gym that he can use. And there's many training rooms that he can use as well. Kind of weird. I don't know what the statement is there. Like, yeah. it's, it, he's doing it for a reason, but I don't quite know why. He's... Uh, like you're saying, he's running around um, uh, the hotel with his with his teammate Gerald Mershart, and it's like I don't I don't quite get it. So I asked him today. I was like, like Tyron, like h- how do you feel? I've been seeing you running around running around the hotel, like putting getting a sweat on. And his response was, "How do, how how do I look? How do you think I look?" And I was like, "Well, yeah. To be honest, mate, you don't look great. You look slouched down in your seat, wearing sunglasses. You got a surly attitude on, and it's yeah. um, I'm confused by it." He wasn't behaving like a champion. You know, right. in my mind, the champion commands the room. Okay, he might have been frustrated that that until rocked up late. And, that, you know, that's fair enough. Maybe he should have expected that, though. You know, mm. Till is quite young still. And, you know, he's got that swagger about him where it's like everything's on my terms. But as an experienced veteran campaigner like, like Woodley, who's, you know, at the title for a couple of years now, I expected far more from him. Mm. I expect him to behave a lot more differently, you know. George St. Pierre wouldn't behave like that. George no. St. Pierre would be waiting to do every interview and he'd give the best answers he possibly could. He'd sell a fight. He wouldn't be truculent with the media. But Woodley absolutely has. You know, there was points today at the, the media day mm. 
where Woodley was getting up out of his seat, like in frustration that there wasn't somebody waiting to come and interview him next. And he'd go and sit on the stage but like, and kind of wait for someone to come over and say, may I have an interview? And then he'd kind of sheepishly, you know, rock back to his and seat. Give one and give one-word answers. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, it wasn't a good interview. I didn't have a good experience. I talked to Darren and the people were getting on my back. So I took, I think, like eight or nine minutes. But it was easy to talk to him. And yeah. Whereas like with Tyron, it was like he was giving me one-word answers. He was asking me questions like... And it, I didn't want I didn't want to spend I didn't want to spend time talking to him and I know that sucks and like we you know I really want to get underneath the skin of Tyron and understand him more like one one of my questions today was you know what, what do you actually want to achieve everyone talks about how Till wants to be a three weight world champion and yep. do crazy stuff in the sport but I still don't quite why is Tyron here like why what is he doing you just want to defend that belt for goodness knows how long and be the greatest of all time that way or or does he want to win multiple world titles and I was like what do you want to do to make you the greatest of all time and he didn't have an answer it was like well if he doesn't know it is a no I, I certainly don't who else is going to know exactly that's yeah. the thing that that's kind of that gripped me most you know yeah. he's allowed for me he's allowed this to become the Darren Till show he hasn't arrived in Dallas with an agenda he hasn't arrived in Dallas and said right I'm the champion. I'm going to slap my balls on the table and go, this is fucking my town. This yeah. is my country. And I'm going to control this show. I'm the one that's going to boss it. And Darren Till, the young wannabe champion, is going to do it on my terms. That hasn't happened at all. He didn't even need to try today, though, Darren. He nope. literally needed to show up. He showed up and he stole the show. Yep. And, um, it's been handed to yeah. him. It feels like now the momentum in the hotel, the momentum behind the last couple of days... There's been a lot of focus on Till. He's done a lot of media stuff. You know, he, he went to the cowboy thing and, and put a hat on and boots on. He, he was, you know, Woodley didn't do a, a, a media day during his camp. You know, there's a, there's a real momentum here behind Till becoming the new UFC welterweight champion. And I think it's tangible. You can touch it. And like, just just another thing as well, Darren's video series that he's been doing on it on his own channel. You look at the numbers compared to what's it, Tyron Woodley's Champ Camp. Absolutely. Until the belt is absolutely smashing Tyron's video series, which doesn't make sense because Tyron's the UFC Worldweight Champion. But yeah. you know, it's just you small that things as well, like that. Brent's sitting right over there. Yeah, so it's like, the, the guy who's producing the series is got camp. a massive grin on his face. He, he's, he's now going to get me another beer. So, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean. It, it, you know, fight week so far has been um, interesting for the fact that Tyron has uh, played a very, very small part in it. Yeah. Um, one thing that did make a big point earlier today, especially on your behalf, was Carolina. What's going on? People at Fight Disciples know that I've got a crazy crush on Valentina Shevchenko and her twin sister. I don't need to explain why. Obvious reasons. They're Russian. They're twins. And they do fucking... Everything together, you know, it's, one's blonde, one's brunette. What more do you want to know? But the Carolina thing, now I, I'd never met Carolina in person yeah. until this week. And then I've seen her for the first time this week and I'll kind of get it. Look, Carolina is someone I met probably uh, just about two years ago when she was cornering one of her friends at a Bama show in Ireland. Okay. So, um, yeah, I met her and her coach, uh, Lucas Zaborowski, and they've both become, uh, you know, like clo they're close people to me. I really enjoy yep. their company. We, Whenever we're, we're on the road, they're, they're, the Polish people are always up for a good time, and those two certainly know how to have a good time. And they're, they're just a wider team. They uh, represent a gym called Shark Top Team, which yep. is over in Łódź, Poland, and um, they're just a very good bunch of people. They're a good gym. 
And um, yeah, like I, we enjoy, uh, I enjoy certainly interviewing and being around her. I think she's a great, I think she's incredibly marketable just because of her looks, the way she fights. And the way she walks the, into the cage. The way she walks into the cage and leans up against the fences as if she's about to catch the bus down to, yep. uh, bus down bus down the road. I think um, it's it's a really exciting fight between her and Jessica Andrade. Well, this is her moment, number one. Number yeah, she, one. Can, she can make a statement here and get a shot at the title, surely. Exactly. So um, yeah, like... Carolina, I'm yeah. I, I would love to. I'd love to see it. Just as another European, I'd love to see her fight Rosanna Muniz again. I think it'd be. I think it'd be a great fight. What else on this card is jumping out to you, Jim? Obviously, Valentina. We can't really pick that out because we're going to oh. see performance of the night from Valentina Shevchenko. <laughs> She's going to absolutely destroy poor Nico and become the new flyweight champion. What are you There's talking a conversation about? Required there. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, you're not picking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, actually, someone asked me today: Is there any way or any possible way you can actually see? Nico Montano actually winning this fight and unfortunately I can't I actually no. there is no method of victory that I can actually go for there's no path to victory which um, which means it's going to be a very one-sided fight I'm expecting the first round the, finish for the UFC title fight that's the UFC crazy unusual fight. and the champion it's the yeah, champion yeah. who has no chance of winning well you compared it earlier today as Matt Serra beating GSP the difference was the title was the other way around it's crazy the it's champion is a massive underdog yeah it, it, it's insane I Look, at the end of the day, it's um, it's a hard fight to market, and thank goodness we got Tyron versus uh, Darren because I, I think you know this could, that it, this pay per view with that as a headliner just wouldn't have done, it wouldn't have done anything. I don't think anyone would dare pay for it because um, yeah, like I, again, I just can't see Nico winning. The um I'll ask you about the Brits in a second, but I, I, I really like you did you did ask me and we segued, but I have to talk to you about Diego Sanchez versus yeah, the Thundercat. Yeah, yeah, I've got, okay, let's go there now then. Okay, so obviously we've got two other Brits on this card. Yep. Darren the dentist and uh, the Thundercat himself, Craig White, but Craig White versus Diego Sanchez. Somewhere in the the spectre of time, that was Craig White's wet dream, wasn't it? It's like a perfect opponent for Craig White. How did this happen? Like, <laughs> someone explain to me how Craig you know White... You because he stepped in at late notice in Liverpool yeah. and saved the fucking co-main. So it. he's been re rewarded royally. But this is literally the most insane, like, fight, I think, on the card. Just for the sheer fact that Diego Sanchez, obviously the longest active serving member of the UFC roster, one yep. of the most stunningly acclaimed fighters we've had in the organization, going to be in the Hall of Fame... He's been in insane fights, and somehow he's fighting the guy from fucking Exeter, <laughs> Craig White, yeah. the Thundercat, who, let's be fair, like I love Craig. I think he's a great fighter. I think he's even got so much room for improvement, and yeah. he's already shown great. He's, that he's taken great strides, but I would never have predicted he would be in the UFC by the end of this year, and I never in a million years would have predicted he's I'd be seeing him fighting Sanchez. Diego Sanchez. <laughs> On a pay-per-view card? In Dallas. <laughs> Like, it's literally insane. And it's actually headlining the UFC Fight Pass card, which means a lot of people are going to see this. This, yeah. is, this is a big moment for the Thundercat. And um, I don't know, man. Like, we, we, he can win it. He can win. It's the type of fight he can win because Craig White loves the brawl and Diego Sanchez only knows how to brawl. Yeah. And I genuinely think he can win it with a full camp behind him as well. I think Diego Sanchez is one of the few guys that I'm confident about Craig because it is early in Craig's yeah. development. But I'm confident if he can drag him into the well, which is where Craig kind of in cage what he is. That's where he existed anyway. He loves the scrap. He yeah. loves the scrap, and that's why people get behind him. That's why people love him. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, like this is uh, like one one of the things I love about this sport is things like this where you see. People like Craig White live a dream yeah. fighting it's in like, Dallas on a pay-per-view fight like Diego Sanchez. It's kind of like an Sanchez. FA Cup six-round draw or whatever. Yeah. 
We're like fucking Liverpool Joe, like fucking Accrington Stanley. Stanley. I was literally <laughs> say Accrington <laughs> Stanley, right? But it's just, yeah, it's just bizarre, but it's everything we love cool. about the sport as well. What about Dar- Darren Stewart then, the dentist? Are we going to... I think most people realise, Chris, if it goes to the judges, you've got a fancy Chris Bird. Obviously, if Darren lands a shot, he's got knockout power, but... Yeah, like one of my, you know, UFC Liverpool is crazy, like just in terms of, you know, just everything surrounding it, the Champions League, the, the Molly McCann getting beaten, Darren's walkout, Darren beating Steven, the controversy, everything surrounding it. But one of the things that always stood out to me was um, just Darren Stewart and the way he reacted to that victory that he had. It was, it was it. emotional to the bone, wasn't it? It was, it was, um, it meant so much to him. And like, it kind of, it sends shivers down your spine when you think about the, the, the kind of post-fight, uh, post-fight interview that he had where he was crying. It, was, it meant everything to him. And yeah. again, another reason why we love this sport is because people are so passionate about it. And Darren Stewart, again, he's going to enter. He gets kind of a new lease of life with this. With a, a win on your record is a big thing. Like he can, you know, we, he's going to be a lot freer for this fight. I feel he's going to probably walk in there and he's probably going to feel a lot. His job probably isn't on the line, I would say, this weekend. Yeah, a little less, little less pressure. Yeah, which may well bring which out, may the, best bring out the best in him. Yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think uh, I think he's got incredible talent. And the Chris Bird, uh, sorry, Charles Bird is he's a, very, he's a very good fighter as well. He's shown that he can hang with some of the best in uh, the UFC middleweight division. Uh, again, it's a, it's a very even fight for me. Like I can see uh, either the guy getting perhaps stage fright on on the, on the big stage because this is no doubt the biggest fight card they've ever fought on. But yeah. I'm interested to see how Darren performs, especially with kind of this new list of life that he has. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one guy I've been looking forward to seeing all week, and when I seen him today, he was the exact little hairy, unassuming Uber driver that I thought he was going to be. But Zabit Magomed Sharapov, believe you me, if you've not seen him fight yet, if you've just seen him maybe walking down the street, whatever, with all that hair and the weird hairy chest and that whole Dagestani thing, the guy is fucking uber talented, and I'm so looking forward to seeing him. Absolutely doing number on Brandon Davis on Saturday night. I'm sorry, but that's yeah. all I can kind of predict. And there's a reason why this guy is Coco Main. Yeah, I mean, like, look, he looks like a guy that's been playing Fortnite all night and, like, rocked up out of bed <laughs> having smoked a joint. He, like, he genuinely looks like the most unassuming person you've seen in your life. But to be fair, he is an absolute killer. I've been watching him back. Um, I do watch uh, ACB, the yep. Russian promotion. Former I've ACB been watching champion, that. Yep. Former ACB champion was absolutely lighting everyone up in that in that kind of promotion. He was always known as one of the more exciting fighters in Russia. Obviously, a lot of people are grappling-based. A lot of people try and just take it to the mat. This guy loves nothing more than standing and trading on the feet with some of the most incredible offense that um, you know we, we've seen. So, I'm looking forward to him. I think, like you say, Brandon Davis coming in at late notice. There's probably only only one result that I'm seeing. Uh, but, I mean, who knows, man? This is mixed martial arts. We, we big these guys up sometimes, especially these youngsters, and sometimes they fall foul. I don't think it's going to happen, though. No. Before we sign off, because I know you've just run out of a beer there, we'll have to get you another I beer. I know. This is... Well, Exactly, it's fucking roasting. Yeah, it's roasting. Yeah, <laughs> Phil, like we're almost like doing the Darren Till wake. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm going to be hitting 135 at some point. I think. I'm going to hit well yeah. 210 any minute. Um, give us a quick shout then on fight of the night and two performance of the night. Where, where, are you, where are you going? Because it's so hard to call performance of the night when you look at a card like this. I mean, fight of the night. Um, Get two more beers, please. Two more Corona, two more corona please. lights. Thank you. Um, yeah, like fight of the night, I'm going to say Diego Sanchez versus Craig White, just because, like you were yeah. saying earlier, these guys have no idea of like how to fight conservatively. So I think it's gonna, just going to be 
stand at one paces and throw, stand at two paces, sorry, and throw. So that's my fight of the night, performance of the night. I'm going to go for uh, Zabit. I, I think, like you were saying earlier, Brandon coming in on short notice, Zabit is known for just lighting people up and just coming up with weird shit, basically. And I think, like, it's got knockout written all over it. Um, full camp as well. Yeah. Another performance of the night. I mean... Go there. I've got to go there. i got to go, go there. there. i go there. I'm going to go there. there. I, I, think, I think Darren Till's going to knock Tyron Woodley out, and I think he's going to do it in the second round. I think he's going to hit him with a left hand against the cage, and I think he's going to finish him. It's coming home. There you go. I completely 100% agree with Jim there. It's coming home. Darren Till's bringing the belt back to the UK. And you know what? It's going to be an awesome, Jim, because I think when Bisping was champion, and listen, it, it, Bisping, amazing, absolute pioneer for the sport. It was fitting that he became our first UFC champion. But the thing with Bisping is he's been based in California for a long time. Yep. He's, when he became champion, he was Thank in you, California. Sir. He was trained by in California. His UK roots were very sporadic you know we come back for sure. events or whatever else they, he had to defend some Manchester shirt on him at one point like, it's just it like cheesy. come on yeah exactly yeah. that's not on. what it's all about I feel Darren Till on Saturday night becomes the first UK based certainly UK but we're, we're gonna yeah. it's gonna be different is what I'm it trying is. to say it's, it's gonna, gonna be different gonna, it's gonna be a real belt for the UK because even exactly. even when Bisping won it I we it all we all Love Michael Biss. We all appreciate what he did for the sport. He was an absolute pioneer. He put on so many good fight nights, memorable moments for all of us. But at the end of the day, Darren Till, and you know, I've written about this this week. He's he's Team Carbon. This is this is this is the lad from Liverpool. This is the team from Liverpool. This is a guy who's brought out what 12, 12, uh, 12 of his teammates from Liverpool. He's not. There's, he's trained in Las Vegas for this fight, but it's almost been like Liverpool invaded Las Vegas. This is absolutely. This is. Um, you're no better than me because you're a scouser. But at the end of the day, this um, when he brings the title back to the UK, that is going to be a true British world champion, and that yeah. is going to be something special. Well, that's what I mean. You know, we're talking TV, we're talking magazines, we're talking the, the the opportunity for UFC to finally use a British UFC champion to maximise media exposure, yeah. to cross over into the mainstream, to really put a more eyeballs on this product and on the UFC brand. I think we can't overlook how big that's going to be. And no. I don't even think Darren appreciates how big that's going to be as well. You know, Darren actually thinks he's going to fly home on Sunday morning with the belt and be sitting back in his own apartment on Monday morning in Liverpool and walking down his, his pizza shop and having a slice and a can of Coke. It's fucking never going to happen. You know, it's going to take him at least a week to get home because he'll have to <laughs> probably go via New York to yeah. do all kind of press things. But the good thing is, once he is home, UFC and Mayor, the team there can use him to build the brand even bigger in the UK. Yeah, 100%. Like, he is that marketable. We know he's just got... Someone asked me earlier what, what, what makes Conor McGregor special. I always said, yeah, he's great at fighting. Yeah, he's good on the mic. But there's something the when he walks in the room. It's the X Factor. It's the charisma. It's that, it, you know, it fills it fills, it fills just everyone with the confidence that, that person is someone you want to be around, someone you want to listen to, someone you never want to miss what they're going to say next. And Darren has that. Darren has every single one of those qualities. And um, he's, he's a special person. Like, even... I don't know, just being here this week is easily the biggest name on the card. And, like, Tyron can say what he wants as the UFC welterweight champion. And, like, we all have tried to give him the opportunity to yeah. be that person that we want him to be. He's an incredible champion. He's an incredible fighter. But sometimes it's people come along. Enemy. Yeah. And that's, and that's what Darren doesn't have. He's a, he's a man of the people. He's a man of Liverpool. 
I, you know, speaking as someone from down south, I often feel very, whenever I go to Liverpool and I, I be around the people and how much they believe in their own and how much they support their own, um, it, you leave feeling very jealous because you're not part of it. You're an outsider and yeah. I always will be. But um, yeah, when, when he brings that title home, he, he, hopefully he will kind of unite the country, especially I'm behind mixed martial arts and uh, it's going to happen. Absolutely, it's going to happen. Thank you so much for no joining fun. us on the show, mate. It's been a pleasure. Let's hope the next couple of days go just as well. The next 24 hours are big, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Listen, as soon as he tips them scales at 170, it's fucking party time. Oh my that's God. when the fun begins. 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. We'll be there. Check us out on social media at Fight Disciples. You can also catch up with Jim. MMA underscore Jim everywhere. There you go, whatever you no like. No one knows my second name anymore. Everyone just calls me MMA, MMA Jim. MMA Jim, it's fucking perfect. Even better. It's even better, exactly. Uh, And I'll catch you next week back in the studio with Adam. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.